Welcome to episode, I'm not going to say three, I'm going to say 2.5 of the Great Blue Shark. Maybe it's 3.5, I'm not sure. I'm your host, Chris Hopfer, and today joining me is Matt Smith, uh, enterprise sales leader at MedZoom. A little story about how Matt and I met, uh, it was a couple years, maybe a year ago, a couple years ago, back at a U-powered conference. And it was just a happen meeting, uh, got introduced uh, while he's waiting in line to uh, go to a steak steak dinner, and just the conversation took off. Uh, he he knew some folks that I knew, and we had never really crossed paths. But I mean, as I visited with Matt, I could, you know, it was, it was apparent he was just real informative, real helpful, just a, a giving, generous uh, guy, and that's where our relationship started. And from there, uh, I have to thank Matt for a lot of good ideas, a lot of mentoring, coaching, and uh, great to have you here today, Matt. I appreciate it, man. It's exciting. Last week, we uh, we did this same show, and uh, for some reason or another, I, I can tell you the reason, it was I hit, <laughs> I was, I didn't remember to hit the record button. I thought I did. I just couldn't find it, and then my my podcast uh, host, uh, Ed, uh, I sent it over to him. I was like, Hey, how's that, how's that podcast coming along? What, how's it, how's it rolling? And he said, uh, Chris, uh, it didn't get recorded. And I was like, what? So anyway, so thanks. Thanks for coming on. Matt, tell me, how did you, uh, start your career in sales? Tell me kind of, kind of go to, from the beginning. How'd that start? Yeah, man. So my first sales job was actually enterprise in a car. Um, people joke about it when you go through it's its own MBA crash course on sales. And, and it really is. So while I was there, man, I really learned sweat equity. Um, and I say that both figuratively and literally. I mean, you learn a lot, but you're also back in the day, you're out there in a suit, sometimes three-piece suit and tie, white shirt, cleaning cars in 100-degree weather. But you learn why you do it. You do it because you're taking care of a customer. You know, you know, during my time there, I was pretty fortunate. I had clients, you know, guys may know now, Gus Malzahn, Hugh Freeze, when they were head coaches at Arkansas State University, they were clients of mine. So we had their travel while store manager there, helped them with recruiting. So you learn the value of doing it the right way on the front end. Um, so that's kind of, for me, that was my crash course. It's been, a, it's been eight years there, running it, doing it. And uh, still to this day, a lot of things I do in practice right back to uh, that time at Enterprise. So it sounds to me like, uh, you know, it's sales 101, but it's it's funny how a lot of those things get lost. You talk about taking care of the customer. And having the customer's interest in mind only, and the customer is is the centerpiece. That's uh, that's that's pretty uh, miraculous. So you've held you've had a quite a few sales positions uh, in your career. Just looking over here, your resume. What's your favorite? You know, your most favorite interesting role that you that you've had. You know, I don't know if it's like something on my resume or some things I've done. So just kind of helping folks out. So consulting people, helping them build a brand build a business. But outside of that, honestly, probably enterprise was still the most favorite just because of the relationships you build, the camaraderie. And for me, you know, you're developing people. So it's a mansion training program. So you move up and you're helping that next crop do the same thing. So being able to mentor folks, help them grow and develop. And I mean, even to this day, I still get phone calls or references for folks that worked for me 12, 15 years ago. So really understanding kind of what they did, how they did it, and speaking to them. And for me, that's, I mean, that's the value. It's not just about helping the client, it's helping the team grow. Uh, some of the things I love about insurance too, because you can't do it all with one person. 
you got to put a team together. You got to develop folks and put them in the best chance to succeed. And again, it goes back to that kind of that foundation for enterprises, that split equity piece. So from a consulting, consulting versus selling. Selling, I've got a widget that I want to sell to you. And I want to do it because I think that it would be good for you. Uh, but also, I, I, I want to do it because, uh, you know, there's probably going to be some money in it for, for me and I'm going to earn some revenue versus consulting. Consulting, you kind of get on the side of the, of the buyer's table. And so now you represent his interests. So he, maybe what you were selling may not have, may not have been really what he needed, but from a consultant standpoint, it allows you to unbiasedly help somebody. And, and that's really, uh, I think that's where you excel because, uh, you, you just want to help. And, and that, I think that's what makes, uh, you such a special person. I mean, cause you, know, you don't have to make anything off of it. You just want to help just because that's in your DNA. That's, that's in your upbringing. And you hit the crucial word there, Chris, it's DNA. And that's the big difference between consulting and selling. Selling trying to just figure out what's the buyer's profile to get wet ink on some paper so I can dry so you can get paid. Right or wrong, that's what you're doing. It's very transactional. But consulting, it's understanding the DNA of the buyer, not just the buyer profile. Whether it lays to, I use an example, we'll go back to insurance, something you and I both work in. CFOs, end of the day, CFOs got a couple of paths. They may want to stay where they're at, but most of the time they're looking to move up. Moving up could be a CFO at a large organization or a CEO. So understanding the DNA of where he's at today, where he wants to go tomorrow, and what drives that. Is that going to be driven by cost savings? Is it going to be driven by revenue generation? So understanding those pieces then allows you to really deliver on the buyer profile to make something that matters for them and grow them long-term. And from the revenue perspective, selfishly, you wind up making more. Because if you do it around the front end, you understand the buyer and deliver for the buyer not just the buyer profile, because of that DNA alignment, they're clients for life, they're partners for life. So you will continue to have opportunities that will arise over and over. And then your network grows accordingly. So you start helping folks find new opportunities, other partnerships, and it just continues to balloon and blossom, which that's the key. Because again, if you do it right and you get that DNA of it and you put your DNA and their DNA together, you can really generate something that's long-term and sustainable. And that's what success is for me. Getting a short-term win does nobody any good. Yeah. Gotcha. So <clears throat> making of a great salesperson uh, really starts with being interested and consultative about whoever you're meeting with. So if I'm, you know, if I'm going out to meet with a CFO of a country, com not country, uh, of a large corporation, it's about what is challenging him to see if I have some connections that I can help connect the dots. Is that what you're telling, saying? Absolutely. So let's say, you know, do your due diligence. Understand what does the company do? How do they operate? Have they had a good quarter? Have they had a bad year? What's the case? Because you may be selling an opportunity for them that may not even be on their radar today. But when you understand what is on their radar and can bring your solution to the table in a way that magnifies and gives them access to whether that's new funds, new workforce, whatever the case may be, it, it, it impacts it. So for example, insurance, right? Everyone thinks that's one of the largest costs outside of payroll or cost of goods sold. But at the same time, if you go in and save somebody 10% or you stop the bleeding on a cost increase, now they can buy that new factory. Now they can go out and bring on new workers. Maybe it's putting a benefit plan together that could be more expensive, but they have retention issues. And based on the specificity of what they do, 
costs more money. When you start having a forty dollars to $80,000 turnover cost per employee, it's worth investing a little bit more year after year to grow and enhance to protect your workforce. But if you don't dig in and understand what drives that individual's business and what they determine to be success, both financially and from a profit standpoint, outside of just the dollars and cents, keeping their people and finding ways for them to grow, you can't be successful with them. So digging in and taking the extra time to understand their business, that's one of those keys. And it's also how you get to the DNA of the buyer. Because why'd they get there? You know, you, you got to ask yourself sometimes, why do people go into health insurance? Why do people go into property and casualty insurance? Why do they work for a hospital? Understanding why they're there and what they're trying to accomplish, that's how you can find a way to help them be successful. And that's what true consultants do. Yeah, I think... Uh... It's interesting you brought that up. A lot of a lot of folks, uh, advisors, uh, approach the the health insurance and the benefit spectrum just from a you know, hey, I can save you money here, I can save you money. So you sound kind of like Geico instead of going in and saying, hey, uh, what do you tell me about your turnover cost? I mean, t- tell me about your employee morale. What tell me about your turnover? Where are you struggling at? Are you trying to recruit more people to grow? Uh, I just had a company up in uh, northern Oklahoma that he said, if I had, you know, our, our our employee staff right now is about 40 or 50 and we could stand to hire another 30 people right now uh, just to finish the work that we've got on the books and it'd still take us two or three months. And I was like, well, how are you going to do that? And he said, well, we got to go, we got to, we got to increase our benefits. We got to, we got to have something to offer, which kind of segues into uh, MedZoom. Uh, tell I me, mean, MedZoom. Tell me about what is MedZoom and how does it help give companies kind of an edge, if you will, uh, in in delivering something to their employees that you know most people just take for granted. Yeah. So at its core, MedZoom's a host. So it's a white labeled unifying member experience platform. So that means is. When you think about a health plan, you think about all the pieces that go into it, ID cards, claims, selection of benefits, different vendors from telehealth to pharmacy to whatever the case may be for a plan. People have to go to 10 to 12 places a lot of times just to find that. They don't know where their plan documents are. They don't know what their copays are. So MedZoom puts all the information in one place so the member can access it in that single source. And the beauty of what's behind MedZoom is we brand that. So that can be brand specifically to a consultant, a TPA, to the employer group where they get to feel good and see it. And from the member's perspective, now they have something that they know delivers for them. It's a single point of contact and it becomes a contact mechanism for them for their partners. So for you, let's say you've got a client and you want to make sure if they have questions about their benefits, they make that first call to you and your team. So they press a button, press the button a second time, and now they're dialing the phone number directly to their team. Um, so now instead of them having to look for a place to find answers, they have the answers in one place. So you know, people ask if, you know, sum up MedZoom in two or three words, we're a host for health benefits. Um, that's what we really do is we take and work with our strategic partners and allow them to put the best plans together. And we just unify them in one single application to make sure the members have easy access to execute on it. So it's kind of a, t- it's a technology platform that reaches reaches members where they're at. And uh, I mean, that kind of leads to the next question is, you know, most employers, uh, it's probably not for the first time in history, but I mean, as technology has advanced, you have got the older generation that uh, struggles with, uh, 
you know, this little uh, device right here. I can't even see it right here, this cell phone. Uh, and, and it's tough for them to navigate. Then you got other parts of your workforce that they would rather uh, text a question than call somebody because I don't know if they're shy to call or what, what the case may be. But that was what the intriguing part of Med, MedZoom's application was for, for me is it, it within that app, it give the, the member the ability to meet them where they're at. So if they like to call, you know, push this button to call. If you want to text, text. If you want to DM, whatever. Uh, or if you just want to do self-search, it, it allowed them to do that. Kind of kind of dig into that a little bit. Yeah, so it's multi-generational. That's one of the things we're all facing in the workforce today. We've got folks that literally span four to five different generations. So because of that, you've got a different technical wherewithal and expertise. So being able to have multiple solutions allow our partners to be able to touch their entire workforce rather than only going after one subset. So folks who understand, hey, we've got telehealth, but they'd rather call. They don't have to use, let's call it a FaceTime or some other video channel to do it. They can call, they can text. You get folks who, when they're searching for a doctor, they don't want to go to Google. They want to have a place they can go directly to. Or maybe they want to connect to a concierge team and say, hey, I need to go get an MRI. Where should I go? So if they don't want to search it, they don't want to have to text and ask. They just want to have someone do it for them and handhold them. They can go to any of those extremes. And that's what has set MedZoom apart over the last few years is that multi-dimensional and multi-generational point of contact that allows folks where they're at. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how long you've been in the healthcare space. doesn't matter how long someone has had health insurance. Their education and understanding of that they vary and it's a vast variance. So being able to allow for folks to come at it from multiple different ways and vantage points, that's where you get success. Well, I bet in the in the last economic downturn that we had and, and kind of going back to the COVID when everything got locked down, I bet that this tool was a, a lifesaver for some for some folks, just having all that stuff in one place to, you know, for their members to access their benefits, right? Well, absolutely. And and still now, I mean, you think there are folks that no longer that's a pandemic legally or from a government standpoint, but at the end of the day, it still comes up. There's other things that happen. People travel. And that's where I think COVID didn't just reshape things. It opened doors instead. So being able to use telehealth more frequently, being able to use things you're on the road, connecting with your doctor, having concierge teams that can help guide you, and also made people think about their money. So whereas before you went to the big city hospital, get your MRI and all your tests, and now you find out, oh, by the way, it's cheaper to go two doors down. Well, why are we not going two doors down? We don't have the excess we had pre-COVID. And so now it's causing us to be better consumers too. So MedZoom allows that through the provider search feature to search and see, hey, we've got direct contracts in place. Or we've got lower cost providers. Why aren't we taking advantage of that? So Again, I think it goes back to COVID. It, it opened those doors because it made people think differently about how they transacted healthcare, just like everything else in their life. And as we've got out of that, because the economic piece, it has to return to what it was prior to, people are still more aware. Cost-conscious shoppers exist in healthcare now more than at any time in its history. That's great. That's great. Hey, and I think you and I had, had this conversation in the past we can, you know, we, me, you, uh, the other advisors, consultants out there, the HR professionals, uh, the CFOs, we can all build the perfect health plan. We can put all these fancy new tools into it. 
But at the end of the day, uh, I just it kind of jogged my brain just a second ago when you talked about education. If we don't educate the members on how to utilize it, and I think that's where the rubber meets the road uh, in all the plans that we've done. We've we've designed some really really cool plans that had a lot of stuff, uh, and some and the ones that we've had the most success in is it started with education, uh, talking to the members, meeting them where they're at. Everybody's used to just doing what they've always done in the past. And if we come in with some things that give a lot of tools in their hand, you got to incentivize those members to start getting their buy-in on some of these things. And once they do, then it's then then the wheel's rolling downhill. And from my from from what we I've seen, getting education and and consistent education, putting information in front of them is where most successful. Uh, most that's where we see the most of the success happen. Yeah, I agree 100%. I think at the end of the day, it's about execution, right? As producers, consultants, you want execution of the plans. But before you can get to execution, it starts with two other E's. It's education and engagement. You can't get engagement without education. Understanding all those pieces come to it. So it goes back to just getting back to the basics. And just like with MedZoom being able to meet people where they're at, consultants, brokers, it's the same thing understanding the workforce, understanding what's out there, reinforcing the things that you're trying to build. And it goes back to, if you're doing it right, you're not just putting a one-year plan together. You're building a three to five-year plan for your employer groups, for your partners. And when you can build a multi-year plan, you can create multi-year engagement and multi-year education. And that's what yields the true execution. So meeting them where they're at, understanding it, teaching, growing, and it fosters engagement. And we can think back to ourselves or our kids in school, when we wanted to learn more, we were more engaged. That was related to a teacher or a subject. But the education came from the engagement. The engagement also grew from that education. The more we learned, the more we wanted to grow and learn more too. I think that's something we're missing a lot of times when we go in the marketplace. We're quick to sell a solution. We're quick to design something that we know worked for someone else, but we don't go back to the basics and get back to that true key because the equation for execution can't happen without engagement and education. Well, and I mean, those, those, those little nuggets are learned from that initial conversation when you come in and approach the, approach the member as a consultant, because you're trying to find out, hey, what's going right? What's going wrong? Where are some of the areas that you're struggling in? Uh, what are some of the key initiatives that you're, that you're wanting to do uh, but you got some challenges to do it. Maybe it's money, maybe it's time, maybe it's labor, maybe it's just turnover. Who knows? Uh, but once you understand where they're at, then you can start building the playbook, the one-year, the three-year, the five-year plan, and rolling all those things uh, together. Uh, you're spot on. I mean, it goes back to, we've said the word DNA a couple of times today, but that's what it is. It's the DNA of the organization. And it's different, just like our DNA is different. But until you go in and ask the questions, do the due diligence and understand, you can't deliver. And that's the key. And that's what sets the good apart from the bad and the great even further apart from the good. Their ability to dig in, to understand that true DNA of the organization. I don't, and I don't, know, if it's your, I don't know if it's your headphone, your speakers, whatever, but it's having a, I'm having a hard time hearing you. Yeah, let me take those out and we'll switch to the headset. Let me see. Okay. It'll let me hear. Mm-hmm. I can hear you fine right there. That's my internet. Oh, it was gotcha. buffering. All right. All right. Should be good now. All right. Uh, I think you're good. 
Well, hey, uh, I know we're kind of up on a wall. You got a meeting coming up. Where can people find out more about you, Matt, and MedZoom? And if they got some interest in MedZoom, uh, set up a demo. Where, where, where would they meet? Where could they find some stuff about you? Yep. Just search for LinkedIn. You can find me, Matthew Smith. Um, search MedZoom, M-E-D-X is an X-ray, O-O-M. Um, got a website, MedZoom.com, either or. I'd uh, feel free to drop me a link, DM me on LinkedIn, and we can follow up from there for you. Hey, and uh, perfect. Well, Matt, thank you so much for joining me today, and uh, thanks for everybody tuning in. If you got any questions uh, that you'd like answered by the Great Blue Shark, feel, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm going to have a link in the description. Uh, if you like this episode, don't forget to subscribe, follow, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify to help us get some more great sharks to come share their story and advice. Matt, thank you so much for uh, doing this the second time. Uh, and I appreciate you. If anybody has any trouble finding Matt, uh, hit me up. I'll make the connection. And Matt, thanks again and have a great Friday, my friend. Hey, thank you, Chris. Appreciate it.